What's up, small business heroes? I'm so excited for this unique episode. So as you know, I am so proud of our signature PR program I built for small businesses. It's called the PR Starter Pack. And the most important element is community. Every month, I get on an in-depth coaching and workshop style call with our members. And I even sometimes have top-tier journalists come on as well. Through these calls, questions are being answered. We're getting pitch reviews, feedback, and learning from each other is really spectacular, right? So I've compiled some of the questions that I get on actual coaching calls in hopes that it can help you start your PR journey. Remember, this is a $10,000 an hour task that we are building, a skill that we are building, knowing how to communicate our brand with relevance to get that hell yes from anyone on the other side. So PR is something that builds long-term ROI for your business. It's a long-term asset, unlike social media that's not searchable. And that is why it's so important to do this work. I hope that this episode of some of the questions in the actual call will inspire you to start your journey. And if you want to come on these calls and meet me and our other members to get your questions asked, go to prstarterpack.com or just do a search for PR Starter Pack. I cannot wait to welcome you into our community so that you can ask your questions. Now let's get into the episode. Hey friends, I'm Gloria Chow, small business PR expert, award-winning pitch writer, and your unofficial hype woman. Nothing makes me happier than seeing people get the recognition they deserve. And that starts with feeling more confident to go bigger with your message. So on this podcast, I will share with you the untraditional yet proven strategies for PR, marketing, and creating more opportunity in your business. If you are ready to take control of your narrative and be your most unapologetic and confident self, you're in the right place. This is the Small Business PR Podcast. If one journalist from media outlet doesn't respond, when should you reach out to another journalist? So honestly, at this point, because of the budget cuts, a lot of them are freelance writers, which means that they are not full time with anyone, which is a good thing because it means that if you plant the seeds with one journalist and if you get interviewed, chances are they will write for many other outlets, right? And you can say, what are the other outlets? So I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with emailing someone else unless it's like a exclusive that you're trying, like a worldwide exclusive that you're trying to only like sell to one media outlet, if you will, right? So I don't, if it's not something that's super high stakes, I don't think there's anything wrong with reaching out for another journalist. Now, remember in your database, right? You have all of their information. Make sure you to click on their bio because it'll give you more information. And a lot of times they do move around, right? There's no way that I can have a super updated one. And how you can get around that is by literally just looking at their Twitter and clicking on their Twitter or LinkedIn. And you can see immediately where they write for now, right? I, I hope that makes sense. Is it appropriate to send a press release on your crowdfunding campaign to press contacts? Should they be in business publications or customer-focused industry publications? So I have a whole training on press release. I also have two episodes on my podcast about press releases. So for me, the best way to utilize a press release is to say that you're the first or only to do something. And you can do that in conjunction with the fact that you've raised, right? So if you look at all of the press releases I've written, you can go to gloriachowpierre.com services. I've written stuff for fintech, for AI, for NFTs, for books. And you don't have to be the first to do X, Y, and Z, but you might be the first to do X, Y, in your city or in this way, right? And then you can couple that with the crowdfunding campaign to be like, hey, we're the first to do X, Y, and Z, and we've launched and we announced that we raised, right? So this is one that I just wrote recently. It's an NFT like social app. And um, I do this on my VIP day, by the way, it's a six hour writing day. So we talk about how it works, why it's different. It's talking that it's announcing, right? That it's launched an NFT, but like why? To empower users to own their data. And then the subheadline talks about the how. The headline is the what, the subheadline is the how. So talk about how you are the first to do something. I wouldn't do a press release announcement just to say that you've, you know, launched your crowdfunding campaign because it's not cheap to release a press release, 
right? So if you can couple two or three different things in there, that would be really great. What are you saying to follow up? After following up, I'm out of things to say. So I guess my question is, what are your open rates and what 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 is a DM open rate? So, um, you know, I would definitely email and test your subject lines, go with the winning subject line and then DM right away, right? And I would follow up probably once a week. And if they're opening it multiple times, it means that they're interested. They just don't have a place for it right now. If they're not opening at all, it means that, you're either not getting through their spam filter or you need to just refresh your angles, right? So, and Dr. Nora knows this as well. I'm sure she's followed up a couple of times, but then the news cycle is always changing, right? Different seasons, the different reasons. How can you adapt your pitch and maybe just adapt it a little bit and tweak it to like the new season that we're in, right? And and Dr. Nora and Dr. Greta, if, if you want to comment here as well, um, I'm sure you've, you've had your fair share of following up and people don't respond. Right. But there's so many journalists out there's literally hundreds, there's thousands. Right. Can you provide guidance on the best way to respond to Haro requests? We have provided concise responses. By the way, there's a Haro training in the starter pack portal. Lengthy responses and everything in between. However, we have noticed they never open the email letter and read it. It's a lot of work to detail a response to never have it read. Is it best to just keep it vague and say we are experts on this product? So the thing is, if you have the PR starter pack, especially if you have done any kind of deep diving, then I would start with the pitch first. I think a lot of people think it's, you know, we always do like the easy things. I always have this um, metaphor when I have something that is really intense, like if I'm doing a work call. Like if I'm doing this, I start vacuuming because that's like a quick win for me. Like I am so procrastinating, but I'll just like start vacuuming. Right. So we are trained as humans to do something that is easy. And so like responding to a request is so much easier than actually doing the work of writing a really solid pitch. So what I would do is actually write your solid pitch with the three or four bullet points, keep getting the subject line super concise. And with that pitch, you'll find it that you're actually able to respond to Haro by just using that pitch and maybe just rewriting one or two sentences, but I would definitely start with the pitch first. There's no substitute for that. I know it's so much easier to just respond to Haro and be on Haro all day, but you cannot delay the inevitable, right? Your message is your message. So we have a lot of people. I actually have a um, interview with Chris Vaughn who got onto like five plus outlets using Haro. And, but it's, if you Google like Chris Vaughn, it's like how to get into Haro. She talked about how using the CPR method, she did her pitch first. And when she's scanning through Haro, she just did a control F and anything that like corresponded to her um, industry, she just was able to, to repurpose it. I would not spend all day doing Haro, especially if you're in the PR starter pack, you have the media database. You don't really need to do it. However, if you do write a really good pitch, your Haro is going to be 10 times more effective, right? So if does anyone here have any great experiences with Haro, please raise your hand. I know we have a lot of people in the Facebook group who actually have gotten featured using Haro. Um, Joan says, how do you do a mass mailing? So journalists really like one-on-one communication. Um, they, they've We've surveyed journalists and, and research has shown they like one-on-one. So make sure that you spend the time to just like, you know, if you, even if you're copy and pasting the pitch I wrote for you, right? The pitch that I wrote for Raphael, um, I don't think that she's mass emailing everyone. It's it's about having that one-on-one communication, but with the pitch that we wrote. So I have a final checklist before you press send, make sure you download that before you start copy and pasting in one millisecond and then having like weird errors and formatting. It just takes 30 seconds. So that's also that's also in, in the portal. Yes, individually, Joan, individually. Because if, again, they want to know that it's a collaborative relationship that you're building and you're not just like mass mailing. So, so Raphael, she just started sending out the pitch that I wrote for her. She says one hour a day, I split test the subject lines to 30 a day. So, you know how, you know, Joan, you know how I wrote the subject lines for you on our one-on-one, I want you to test that. And so with that data, you'll be able to 
send the rest of the emails with the best subject lines because your open rates are all about your subject lines, right? Um, someone says, how can I determine journalists that have a more mature audience? So again, we don't know, right? Like we, we don't know what their audience is, but you can kind of Google their name and see some of the articles that they've written. They don't share like what their audience is with us. Like there's nothing that I can know like, oh, well, these people write their emails, but you can just look at the outlet name and see if that would move the needle for you. And there are some outlets that you might think trend towards um, older and, and you can do some research on that too. But they, you know, they don't give us information about like exactly what their audience is unless they're like self-selected and do a survey. All right. What is a good email open rate? I mean, you have an incredible email open rate. You said you had like almost 40% from the email we wrote. So that's really pretty good. Industry average is anywhere from like 15 to 25%. But again, open rates with iOS privacy blockers, it's getting harder and harder to get that data. So it's harder and harder to attribute what the mail tracking device says to the actual like objective thing because of all the privacy filters. So again, it's just getting harder and harder to measure it. However, you know, you can still have a general sense of it. You know, again, I'm not a technologist, so I really don't know like the back end of it. I just know that it's not 100% accurate. For anyone out here, please install an email tracking device. And also do not send a mass email, email them one by one by first subject line testing. I would send 10 emails with one subject line and this, another 10 emails with a variation of the subject line that says something similar and then see which one has the highest open rates and then send the remaining of the emails on that so that you can really increase your chances of getting that email open. Because if your email is not being opened, it's not being read, right? And this is something we do on our one-on-ones is I actually write for you three to four subject lines that I want you to test. Hey, small business hero, did you know that you can get featured for free on outlets like Forbes, The New York Times, Marie Claire, Pop Sugar, and so many more, even if you're not yet launched or if you don't have any connections? That's right. That's why I invite you to watch my PR Secrets Masterclass, where I reveal the exact methods thousands of bootstrapping small businesses use to hack their own PR and go from unknown to being a credible and sought after industry expert. Now, if you want to land your first press feature, get on a podcast, secure a VIP speaking gig, or just reach out to that very intimidating editor, this class will show you exactly how to do it. Register now at gloriachowpr.com slash masterclass. That's gloriachowpr.com slash masterclass. So you can get featured in 30 days without spending a penny on ads or agencies. Best of all, this is completely free. So get in there and let's get you featured.